podcast. Oh, absolutely. Welcome to Dave Ellie's Weird Podcast. Salutations, congratulations, commiserations, group masturbations, whatever it is that floats your little boat upon the ocean that we call life. Welcome to the podcast. I'm delighted to be here um, because, you know, I just really am. I just genuinely, you know, I genuinely am delighted to be here because I, I, I do the podcast in my house. You know, I'm delighted to be home, delighted to be, um, what's the term? Um, emanating from whatever you're listening to me on into your ears, just like coming into your ears uh, effectively through radio waves, um, or like whatever the station are is you listen to. You know, I I, I feel like uncomfortable about using the term radio waves because hey, I know there's a lot of shit kicking off at the minute with the five G and a lot of people talking about these new masts going in and Hawaii, the most uh, Jordy named Chinese company ever coming in to try and break down this 5g people are freaking out losing their shit you know you see a lot of spray paint everywhere saying you know say no to microwave uh signal posts hey you know but i don't think it's um they should have microwave signal posts just straight up 5g ones you know but i mean i made the uh rather controversial accusation on last week's podcast that i did say hey you know, the Chinese people are renowned for doing weird stuff. And hey, once again, another week, they're back doing weird stuff, naming a telecommunications company, Hawaii, you know, which that's what it sounds like with a Geordie accent, Hawaii. Yeah, right, Hawaii, we're putting up a, a new a new telephone pole mast in the fucking street, like, China. I don't know if you can say Hawaii in China, Hawaii. No, that's, that's just racist. Uh, but yeah. I can't do it, but anyway, you know, those guys, they're always up to weird shit, you know what I mean, and you know what is weird shit this week? I'll, t- I'll tell you what's weird shit this week. One of you guys, whoa, I just I just chinned the uh, the microphone there, which isn't ideal, you know, um, I shouldn't have probably done that. Another thing I've noticed too is that since I got this uh, sound-killing f- uh, thing that that I have that I just wrap around my mic um I've noticed that like the sound that goes in this side becomes quite um amplified. So when I happen to just do a check, a wee quick scan through last week's podcast to make sure it sounded alright, I realised that when I scratch my beard, it sounds like um somebody just rubbing a metal dick down a blackboard because I mean like the nails are bad enough down a blackboard you know that's too cliche but a, a big metal dick down a blackboard would be awful because it'd be scrapey but also it's a dick sound you know what I mean and that's what I give when I scratch my beard so I'm going to try to not scratch my face this week on the podcast um I also just dropped a a few coins you know clink clink on some new microphone equipment for just my general podcasting so it's mainly for the Boytown podcast because the sound on it is shit you know my own weird podcast I put a wee bit of extra investment into my own sounding uh, gear that can work on this podcast but doesn't quite work on Boytown because it's a one-way noise resistant shield effectively and as much as a lot of people would like Boytown to solely be just me talking because obviously what Shane says is uh shit you know i get that but you know it's only fair to allow him to host the the podcast that he 
effectively formed you know on the outset that's only only fair so we've bought new mics for that but then guess what daddy does his own podcast too that's just my new, my new theme song daddy's got his own podcast and uh yeah i'm probably going to just use that mic for that as well you know so hopefully the sound quality of the weird podcast is going to be good and the, the Boytown podcast will definitely be better because we're just using one mic shouting into it and uh, it's not ideal although Boytown does uh, it is literally the best podcast in the world in terms of content and in terms of general like crack and flow and stuff you know people love it segments even you know love that you know I feel like the actual sound could be better and it's going to be from next week so that's the first announcement and also whilst i'm doing this podcast um i'm fully just wearing a boytown hoodie what yeah that's right we got a few prototypes in for some merch can't say any more than that big announcement coming this week about that merch am i going to have any weird podcast merch probably not because no one would buy it um if any of you guys come at me and be like here man put some merch on I, I will you know i'll drop that for you you know maybe like a physique guy a physique gal t-shirt even pump workout vest or something you know or else just a logo i'll do it but if nobody wants it you know why, why would it bother so you know i like this podcast to be um you know quite you know it, it, it's an audio podcast i said like i don't have a video for it it's audio i just like to put it into your ears you know i like to sneak in like as if I'm a wee eerie wig, you know, I like to just sneak into your ears, I like to just chomp away at your brains with my wee, uh, you know, I don't know the exact correct term for what it is um, eerie wigs have, maybe pincers, I call them, you know, head fuckers, those wee head fuckers that they have, you know, that's what I intend to do, just sneak into your brain and get in there, but I just want to say as well, there's been some weirdos out there helping me with my sneaking in the ears by um, just putting me on Spotify. <clears throat> and like for those of you who don't know, Spotify is another like playlist type, um, another playlist like I, I don't know platform where a lot of people would listen to stuff. Um, you know, I nearly said uh, it's another. It's another. It's another TV channel. No, it's another. It's a another means of listening to the. Po- why? Why did I talk so much shit? It's another means of listening to the podcast. However, I hadn't put it on that. I just popped this baby on the SoundCloud, and it goes on the iTunes, and that's all I am aware that I have. But I just happened to be looking on my SoundCloud and got a notification that people have been listening through Spotify, and I went, "What?" I went and had a wee nosy, and lo and behold, the weird podcast on Spotify. So I went and I did uh, what anyone would do in that circumstance, and I claimed my own podcast back. Because that's right, because, you know, if you don't claim the podcast, someone can just be fully on there uploading your shit. So I went on and I said, hey, hey, baby boy and girl, the weird podcast is daddy's. You know what I mean? That is my podcast. Is my weird. I, I want to be responsible for putting stuff on. And then and Spotify were like, no sweat mate you can do that so now yeah the weird podcast is on spotify happy days if you like spotify i don't use it (coughs) so i don't know if that makes life any better any worse but uh, as jose marino would say 
It is what it is. So it's there. And uh, you can now enjoy the weird podcast through that, whether it be in your club or something. I don't know. Like, who listens to podcasts in the club? I don't know. I'm too old. I don't go to clubs anymore. Stick it on in the gym or whatever else when you're driving. Get that on. And, you know, you can listen to some other music there too. So I don't know. Maybe get some, like, fucking Bob Marley or some shit. Listen to him. Then listen to me. Then listen to Pink, if you wish. Or... You know, pet shop boys, just do whatever you want, but as long as you listen to Weird Podcast. And, uh, <coughs> well, it's about that, you know, it's about that. Welcome to the podcast. Um, what a week the big daddy's had. A um, couple of days ago, <coughs> Holly, my daughter, sorry, by the way, just before we get into this, I'm coughing and spluttering a bit. I just woke up um, in the middle of the night and had like a full cold pair me I've got the sniffles but that was on on uh, Friday and then I started recording the podcast as I said I was going to do on Friday started recording the podcast on Friday and after about two minutes I heard myself and I was speaking like this I was like yeah a pretty good week somebody put my podcast on Spotify and I was like nah I can't do that I had to bend it I went to bed at like nine o'clock Slept all night, woke up Saturday, feeling fresh and motherfucking daisy, baby. And I'm ready to go, so here we are. And um, it's feeling good. But anyway, Holly, my little baby, my wee one-year-old, my wee mate, my child, my, do- my child, my wee f- my fucking child. See my wee child. Did she only go and start walking this week? Um, which has signalled the move. Um, my move as a father um, into training now I know a lot of you guys will probably be following my uh, progress on the heavyweight cut and whatnot. I'll talk about that later for those of you that don't know what that is but my um, training it's not in the gym it's training to be prepared for what will inevitably be boyfriends in the future I know it's 2019, any snowflakes out there that want to meet, what, boyfriends? Yeah, if she's got a girlfriend, who gives a fuck, you know, if, if they're coming into my house, you know, if there's another person, whether it be man, woman, beast, trans, whatever, no gender identifying, whatever it is that comes to my house trying to date my daughter, I'll be ready. Because I'm going to start my fucking training, you know what I mean? First off, she's walking. Next thing you know, she's going to be snogging the face of people. And then next thing you know, it's going to be that boing, boing, boing. And it ain't going to ever, ever happen under my roof. Ever. Because I've started my training. I'm ready. I'm getting not only in the shape physically, I'm getting in the shape mentally. I'm taking myself off to Tibet on Monday morning. Get myself on a plane, flying out to Tibet. Get myself some robes on, bicking my head picking my eyebrows, I'm becoming a monk and I'm training flat out for three years in martial arts I'm learning how to self, how to be calm, how to, oh I'm just thinking about that now, getting, getting so blood red and raged, I'm getting the blood pumping to my face, to my skull to my brain oh. <coughs> but I'm just going to get there and get my mind chilled go for some of that meditation, chilling with my Tibetan monks, learning the art of discipline the art of timing, the art of really discreet striking. Like, I want to be able to, whenever Holly brings a boy home, to just be able to strike him 
abruptly with nothing more than a flick of her wrist and just incapacitate him in one movement. You know, I want to do that. I want to be able to, whenever she tells me I'm dating somebody, to not go, oh, no, you are not. I've got to go, all right, all right, you motherfuckers, all right. Who, who, who is this person? <coughs> That's what i got to learn to be calm about. Um, yeah, some people told my wife this, and she was like, hey, man, I think you're kind of over... Reacting a bit, she's literally just done four steps. I'm like, nah, it's began. She's starting literally to make her way in life. She's en route to a boyfriend. I mean, she's traveling towards a boyfriend, not that she's gonna ever be on a boyfriend's route ever. I'm gonna make sure of that. I'm gonna have my martial arts skills. I'm gonna be stealth. I'm gonna be aggressive. I'm gonna be fast like a panther. I'm gonna be smart like a sloth. And I'm going to be, I'm going to f- the foresight of a mystic python, yeah? You didn't even know that was a real animal, but yeah, there's some, the mystic pythons that just, they sort of loiter in and around the Ganges River in India. And exist those mythic py- mystic pythons, and I want to channel all those skills, I'm just going to be prepared for any partner she brings home. And that is that. And yeah, maybe I am overreacting, but hey, I need to be prepared. You know, like one of those doomsday preppers, whenever the day comes, literally that the world is about to end, everyone be like, oh, what are you talking about, doomsday preppers? That's a load of balls. You know, there'll never be a world end. Then the world ends, and the doomsday preppers are just like doing that wrestling thing. The D-Generation X suck it at all these guys just dying because he ain't got no corn. You know, they ain't got none of that freeze-packed beef jerky in their fridge. You know, they're albeit, are they just rednecks that do the prepping? Yes, but they'll be prepped. And us normal folks that, that don't waste all our, our, like, disposable income on that kind of shit will die. You know, and that's what it'll be like whenever some punk-ass boyfriend comes into my house when he's 16. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you, Dave. I'll be like, motherfucker, it's Mr. Elliot to you. In fact, it's Sir Elliot, okay? That's how you address me. And then if he tries to make a smartest comment, oh, I didn't know you get knighted. That's what I'm going to go. That'll be my trigger word, like a bell. Like, you know, whenever there's a wee trigger board put into, like, Jason Bourne, and whenever he gets a trigger, he just flips off. If he says to me, is any sarcasm from a boyfriend, my trigger will just flip, and he'll go, oh, I didn't know you get knighted. And I'll go, knighted? Knight fucking knight. I will flatten them with a strike to the esophagus, a very swift, tight, like literally no no reach, tight, like it'll be my pec tense, elbow just to the esophagus, boom, dropping them down, you know, and that's what it's all about, and that's, you know, what I'm prepping for, and will my wife be ready? No, she'll probably be like, oh, just have some fucking brownies. I'll be like, yeah, the only brownie you'll be getting, mates, whenever I shit in your mouth, so fucking deal with that. <sighs> stress me out. Stress, stress, this shit's stressing me out. I, I'm like, I'm turning like into a bull already, thinking about it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, You know what, see, I'm getting annoyed. I'm actually going to talk about a story I saw this week that like genuinely 
annoyed me. Like, I know we live in a world whereby certain things will happen and, like, the majority, like, it's like dog attacks, right? There are people being bitten by dogs all over the country all the time. It's not a pandemic. It's not an epidemic. You know, it's just um, people being bitten by dogs. I know... But what happens is if someone gets bitten badly by a dog or a dangerous dog, like a kid might get seriously injured by a pit bull per se, it gets in the news. Whenever that story does the news, um, someone else is like, oh no, I got bitten by a shih tzu. And then like, new story, whoa, dog pandemic, shih tzu eats pensioner. You know? And then the next thing's like, oh my God, my cocker spaniel bit me in my toe when I got out of the shower. Bam, psycho cocker spaniels. But you know what I mean? It just, people see something and it spreads the light. The same applies to this particular thing that is the, the art of the snowflake. Or basically, like, I hate it the way nowadays everything needs a term, you know? Like, you can't just be an arsehole. You know, no, I'm a snowflake, I'm offended by all this shit. But this particular article, it... it you know, probably wouldn't have been brought up if it wasn't for the fact that everyone's up in arms about these snowflakes these days. Um, you know, the, the the basic headline was on Chortle, and the headline of the story was Club Bans a White Comedian Because He's Dreadlocks, right? Basically, long story short, um, this guy is a comedian whose name I can't say, um, but I'll try. It's Zach Potrus or Poitrus. It's not just Zach Potus. It's not Donald Trump and, and, and like surprise in disguise. You know that's it. Surprise in disguise. Um, it's just this guy basically was performing comedy at a university. Oh, at the appropriately named Snowflake Comedy Club in Montreal, and they basically said, "No, you can't do." Um, <laughs> well, I was in Canada. They go, "I'm not too happy about your dreadlocks, Mister. <laughs> I think you need to think about." How you present yourself, mister. And they're like, nah, you ain't going on the stage. You got dreadlocks. You are have shown an act of cultural appropriation. So you can't do it. For those of you who don't know what cultural appropriation is, it is, I believe it's cross, um, like race and culture in terms of like, I don't think it's just white people taking like elements of culture from like in this particular case african americans you know or Car caribbean and african afro-caribbean people with dreadlocks like, again i don't know the origin of dreadlocks and um, if any of you guys want to be out there being like you're wrong about the origins of, origins of dreadlocks you know what correct me but also i won't give a fuck enough to care but you know that is the, you know clear it has come originally from black culture and somewhere along the lines. So what this club is saying is that you're a white guy, you shouldn't have copied this black culture and made it your own. Now, this guy in particular in question, do, does he look like somebody that would appropriate black culture? Nah. Does he look like somebody that maybe, you know, just isn't keen on the shower? More so. You know, and that's of course how dreadlocks are formed. You have to just let your hair get all some kind of way, all thick, all like greasy, and then all tangled and mangled. And that's how it goes. But that whole idea, like it's, it seems to be a new thing, cultural appropriation, where people are now offended saying that's not your... Like, you know what? 
this is the thing about life, guys. You know, I'm a wise old man now. You can listen in and you can you can take this advice. Because as you know, the Weird Podcast is not only an hysterical podcast, it's also an enlightening, eye-opening, factually sound podcast. So, when it comes to this, right, you can't, like, actually be cross at people who take elements of other cultures and bring it into their own if certainly if it's not done in an offensive way like if we go back in time to the origin of what was culture or what was life you know i believe um we all just lived basically on what was the continent of africa you know if you go back further than that we basically all wore just like animal hides you know we didn't have clothes you know so whoever invented clothes that became like their culture like back in the day I just imagine there being like a tribe of guys wearing like these, you know, goat-based sarongs, like goat-skin sarongs, um, you know, a wee bit of a covering over the top top half, get those nips covered up. Then like a few tribes down, you're looking at these guys who have just invented silk, you know, and they're wearing silk everything, because silk, silk trousers, silk tops on, they're running around like your great Auntie Ethel, you know what I mean? They're like wearing shiny matching yellow silk trousers silk tops you know and um, my great auntie ethel just happens to be prince the uh, the singer and uh, you know that then people see that and they go oh fuck i'm gonna actually take this sweet silk gear rather than wearing this rough goat hide do you know what i mean but then they were like excuse me that's our culture you need to remain in your hides thank you very much do you know what i mean and like for those people who get really offended by that and get really like oh no you can they're stealing from the black culture and blah blah cultures take things from cultures all the time like you look at great britain at the minute you know great britain the uk whatever i don't want to go into the details of what's included in that i'm gonna fuck see brexit it can suck my balls i'm fed up with it now i mean the uk and ireland right over there like with the main the number one takeaway meal in the UK and Ireland, is like a curry of some description, an Indian food. You know, it's now considered uh, like UK and Irish delicacy. You know what I mean? And like, it's, no one's going to tell me give the curries back to India. You know what I mean? No one's going to say to me here, you can't be eating curries because they're from India. I'm going to go, listen, what I'm going to do with my curry is show respect to India by getting it India. You know what I mean? That's what I'm going to do. And this this club being like, nah, man, you've got dreadlocks. That's, you know, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that mean if you were to, like, ever, I bet you the guy that did it, right? I bet you the person, I would bet my life that the person that said, you can't do this because um, you've got dreadlocks, cultural appropriation, had a full septum piercing. I would bet my life on it. A septum piercing, a fringe with the hair tied back and the side shaved off, probably an unnatural hair colour. And they were like, yeah, you have to go off the... You, you can't go through it's cultural appropriation. You're looking at them going, your nose ring is Indian. Your hair dye is... Yeah, probably Indian as well. India is <laughs> the master of, of colour. You know, in India, they are masters of bright colours and, and very vibrant garments so i'd imagine there he's probably made quite a lot of colorings so yeah and maybe all color hey i'm i'm lost in a rabbit hole long story short you know just do what you want as long as it's not offensive you know fair enough draw a line at some things you know if certain things are 
traditional to certain people that are like not fashionable, fashionable or practical. Don't do it. You know, like don't go out of your way and buy like a massive Indian headdress. You know, and or sorry, should I say Native American headdress? You know, don't do it because it's impractical. But if you want to do other stuff, you know, it's a homage to other cultures. Do it. You know what I mean? Like, you just lose track. You know. But to say someone can't do a stand-up in a comedy club because they've got dreadlocks, I would have loved someone to say to me, like, I can't do stand-up because I've culturally appropriated um, Scandinavians because I have a beard, you know? I love that. I would kick off a scene. I'd be, like, holding the mic really tight, be like, get off me, and they'd have to physically assault me to get me off. And I'd be like, you stole pugilism from the Brits, <laughs> you know? I'd be getting really all all up in it and oh, oh, I lose my rag I just think we need to now stop looking for offence in anything do you know what I mean just stop looking for offence you know because if you pick anything you can be offended at it like anything you know like anything so if we're looking for something more often than not if you're looking hard enough you're going to find it you know and I think as a comedian you know, if there are venues who are like that and won't let you have um, dreadlocks, you should absolutely be allowed to call them out and you should be able to say that this venue is a piece of shit. The people involved in it are pieces of shit. They're taking things too far and they need to ice up up, you know. Like whenever uh, a comedian was told he had the, his set was done because he made a joke that about I think his joke was about um, he was saying you, you cannot being gay is not a choice basically he's saying you're either born that way or not because if it was a choice why would there be gay black people you know because obviously what he's saying is there's two marginalised groups there at once if you're already marginalised for one thing in this case the colour of your skin why would you choose another stigma to get more abuse if anything it was a good bit and it was you know, insightful, but they're like, no, they just heard the trigger words, just got triggered. No, no, no. Black people, gays, now get off the stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, he should be able to come out and go, that that place is the biggest cesspit of wankers we've ever seen. <coughs> and everyone would support him. You know? Like, that's the whole point of comedy. You're supposed to be able to say what you want. You're supposed to, to surprise people. You're supposed to be, like, forward thinking, startling, I guess. But at the end of the day, when I go on stage, I will say, anything I want and I will make sure I do it in a way to get a laugh I think that I, I can read tone and rooms and um, material enough to know you know what's appropriate and I think anyone that's a professional stand-up like that's being booked to these gigs would know that you know so people come to watch comedy if they're offended yeah fair enough you're offended but what's that going to lead to you know what I mean if you're offended you're offended it doesn't mean like if you get offended it doesn't mean like you know children in the Sudan die you know what I mean if that was the case then people you go alright okay I'll try to stop offending people but at the end of the day if one person gets offended in an audience and the rest of the audience are laughing their head off I can not care you know if everyone was offended and not a person laughed then I go ah maybe I need to readdress my views on this particular matter maybe I need to look at a few things maybe I'm the blame you know like and if that was the case 
I would come out like Akon and I would do a full song where I say, hey, I take the blame. But also through the course of that song, like Akon, I would blame everybody else and just say, but hey, it's their fault, but I'll take the blame. You know, basically they're the ones who caused the issue, but I'm Akon. You know, I will, I will take the blame. You know, I'll do it. But that's just because that's the kind of guy I am. I felt like I went on a bit of a rant there, guys. You know, if if I bored you about my uh, stupid snowflake chat, let me let me let me know. Cultural appropriation, and personally, a little John there. <laughs> Hashtag don't care. Um, but yeah, what else is going on with me? Um, oh, the heavyweight cut. That's right. I'm back in full, full. I'm, what I'm doing now, because I don't have a video podcast, what you see is I'm pumping up my arms. Mm. So right, I'm back. I'm doing the heavyweight cut. For those of you who don't know what the heavyweight cut is, it's a fitness challenge that I'm doing with fellow comedian Colin Geddes. We are documenting our fitness. We are documenting our fitness journey on Instagram. And the handle is the heavyweight cut. We're basically, we're putting like our training up and... Some stupid wee bits and bobs taking piss at each other. Just basically trying to lose weight. And it's called the heavyweight cutters because both of us are uh, such big fat bastards that we weigh more than what it is to fight in the UFC heavyweight division. Which when you say it loud is, is disgraceful, you know. So we're both trying to cut weight to get the heavyweight, you know. Whereas most people in this country, the world generally, would be struggling to put on weight to get to that. We have to cut it, you know. So we're doing that, and it's going well. You know, I, I'm also trying to train for 100 straight days. You know, I'm sure there'll be a couple of gay days there too, but um, I'm going to try and go to the gym 100 days in a row. And as I record this, this is day, <coughs> this is day 15. Dave is on the heavyweight cut. He's trying to not be a big fat bastard. And yeah, I know people are listening to the podcast, maybe fitness enthusiasts, and maybe like preaching the benefit of rest days. Nah, I, I'm not going to do a rest day. Will there be days where I'll maybe just do an active warm up or 20 minutes of something that's quite light? Yep. But it'll still be physical activity. I'll still be getting my body up. I'll still be working it through the motions, and I'll still hopefully be making that sweat gravy, baby. You may not be sweating it out. I'll be pouring that gravy on my chippies and not eating them. I'll be pouring my sweat gravy on the chips, and I'll be fucking those chips in the bin. But I'm just wanting to really stick to it at the minute. And a lot of people getting behind the heavyweight cut, following the Instagram page, you know, leaving a lot of comments of support, also stating that it's been. Uh, something that's motivated them to get going so I mean that's just you know a, a selfish thing for me is the like obviously I'm just doing the heavyweight cut initially to try to get myself in shape get healthy you know <coughs> get sexy you know obviously too but if there's anybody out there who are getting involved in training or doing anything more active off the back of it Fantastic, you know that's even better. It makes me feel great that that's the case. So, you know, maybe you've you've let your plans go to the wayside in new year, new year, new you. You've bothered. Just get up and start. You know what I mean? Everything needs a starting point. Even you know, just like anything you want to succeed in, you need to start at 
do you know what I mean? So just take this time now, and if you haven't got the gym, go go do something, go for a wee brisk walk, get it done, you know? The longest journey always starts with the first step. Remember that. And just get at it and get going, because I'm just feeling great at the minute. I've been at it um, for just over two weeks, and I'm feeling more light on my feet, I'm feeling more energised, and I'm determined to get myself in shape this year. And by doing the 100 days, I have to do something every day. And I'll hopefully not fall by the wayside. Albeit tomorrow, I am going four pints. Um, but that will be consi- I will be classing that as my cheat day. Albeit I normally only do cheat meals. But I'll be having an afternoon of pints. I'm going for drinks with a few mates at about 2 o'clock. And then we'll go for dinner at a friend of mine's wife or a friend of mine's house because he lives with his wife in the said house but she's making the dinner whilst the lads are at the pub um very traditional old school style approach but it's just the way it is you know um and i'm looking forward to it and then i'm off work on monday which is great too which means I'm going to be recording the Boytown podcast with a hangover, which will be probably a first. So that may be an interesting listen this week. But yeah, it's going good. So if you haven't already, get on Instagram, follow the Heavyweight Cut. And um, yeah, just get you know supporting the boys on their, their positive journey rather than just being big fucking algo shite-eating twat. Um, it would be great. And today was tough, I must be honest. I struggled. A lot with the gym today um, because yeah the session was very tough but also last night I got a snag in one of my toenails and not only just one of my toenails my big toenail on my right foot snagged in like a wee bit of thin fabric from my sock and it just sort of caught the top of the nail and I was like ah that's quite sore and we'll just uh, slide the wee bit of fabric out of the nail and just like cut the nail but maybe at me I was like nah I don't think so. I'm just going to bend the nail and crack it off. You know, it was just the wee top part of the nail. I'm like, just crack this off. But then, like anything, you try to crack your nail and you just tear it completely down into the base root of your toe. Um, More blood comes out than a mass murder scene from Luther. You know, blood's everywhere. It's up your foot. It's in your trousers it's in your butt i don't know i don't know why blood got on my butt but there's blood there from my toe it's just pure agony you know and ain't not much you can do about it but i fought through i did my circuits i did some uh, sled pushes some kettlebell swings some step ups some crunches some ball slams um which aren't sexy but they're they're amazing and just general circuits like that got a real good sweat on and thoroughly enjoy myself that it's done and i was able to have a nice dinner and then tomorrow i feel good about the fact that i'm going to go on the pints now i would love it if any of you listeners just sent me a message on monday and was like here man go and go and exercise you know just send me a message you know on instagram or twitter or whatever on Monday, if you're listening to the podcast, just send me a message saying, go exercise. If you haven't seen me exercise in the heavyweight cut that day, say, go exercise. I need to get up and do something. And you guys are good motivation for that. So get me to do something. And I'll do it. And I'll keep the wee run going. You know, I'd like to at least get the 20 days out of the 100 and get that as the first milestone. 
and then we'll be absolutely cooking with gas, as all the weird nerds say. Um, but yeah, it'll be good. And thanks to everybody who has put my podcast on your like Instagram story or whatever. I love to hear that people are listening. As I said earlier, with the whole Spotify thing, I get to see who listens to the podcast. I can see numbers rising every week. The weird army's getting stronger and stronger. And if we keep growing at this rate soon, my weirdos will be able to invade Austria. You know? We'll be able to do that. We'll be able to start a fucking Fourth Reich and we'll be able to take over the world. Well, I'm losing the run of myself again, same way as I was getting excited about fighting Holly's fucking boyfriend. She's son of a bitch. You know? But again, thanks to you who listen and thanks for those who share that you listen to the podcast. You know, putting the ears on it is all I want. You know, I again, the reason I do this podcast is to put material out to remain sort of like, you know, in the ether and be able to like work out wee bits of material. Like if I'm thinking of something that might be material, I'm going to set in the podcast. Next thing you know, it's a bit, you know? And that's happened before. I've done some bits that have ended up in in sets. And that's what you want, you know? Being more creative, put more content out. That's basically all you can ask for when you're a comedian or whatever. And then I said when you're creative, and then if I'd have done that, I would have had to drop into squat position, hit a plyometric squat jump, put my arms directly by my side, tight down and spike my neck into the ground, thus killing myself. Because that is a dickhead thing to say. But we are where we are. And that was that, you know? And then, oh, I nearly nearly forgot. Guys, this week Pug Ugly's Comedy Club was back. Back with a bang, a full house, great lineup, it was amazing. And for those of you that don't know, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast is brought to you by Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, that sponsors the podcast. So I gotta say, Pug Ugly's Comedy Club is on every Thursday at 9pm. You get the best acts in the country week in, week out, and it's all for a fiver. Whoa, no brainer. And then also I'm there too, so you know maybe me counteracts the 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 best act. I don't know, you know. But it's there and it's great. And this week was amazing. It was great to be back at it. I had Kieran Bartlett on headlining. I had Aaron McCann um, opening, and I had Jack McGee doing the open spot. All did great. The room was banging. A lot of people came up afterwards and said, "Hey, you know, really enjoyed the night. Hadn't been down to it before. It's great." And this week is going to be amazing too. We have myself as MC. We've got Paddy McGacky, the Balamina genius, coming down to open for Neve Marin, who is one of the best comedians that I have ever gigged with. She's been over living and working in London for the last couple of years, and she's just back. Um, home for I think a couple of weeks and we've somehow got her booked to do Pug Ugly so if you haven't um, been to Pug Ugly's before what the fuck's wrong with you and if you have for sure get down this Thursday to see Neve and Patty. it's only a fiver like it's a pint you know not even a pint you can even buy a pint in the Grand Central Hotel for that you know what I mean so <coughs> get on down and I've got the lineups all booked right through until March and hey Got some biggies, got some big ones there, you know what I mean? Some beefy, 
some beefy, juicy, big ones for you to enjoy. You know, and there's an email coming through for me again about uh, Holly. <laughs> I've got this app called Life Cake. You put any photos of it on of your baby, and it tells you the exact age that they are from the time you upload a photo. So it's kind of good that it, it, as she was born right through now, we can keep photos of, of her growing. But it's also not ideal to send me emails during the recording of the podcast. Write the questions. Um, I might just knock. Twitter or Twitter questions on the head and say um, I'm just going to stick to Instagram because the amount of uh, people that have just not sent Twitter questions has made me real cross <sighs> but I have one question this week on Twitter and that question is from my man Bapper he said Ever have anyone threatened you for taking the piss out of them at a show? Um, no, I haven't. I know people that have, and I know people that have had awkward situations with people during stand-up. I personally haven't. I think that's possibly due to the fact that I'm a big man. Do you know what I mean? And more often than not, when you do stand-up, you're elevated, and like I'm quite powerful and quite athletic. So if you're giving me shit in an audience, I could just put, I can just throw up the horns, a la Superfly Jimmy Snooker and dive into that audience and totally wreck you. So I think that's part of the reason why I've not had any jip ever. And also, you know, a lot of people, if, if you try it, you'll get given it back. And, I mean, I don't think people should take comedy serious. If you want to fight a comedian, you're literally the biggest asshole in the world, you know. You're a, a full-blown twat if you, if you think that is worthwhile doing you know you need to have have a look at yourself you know <laughs> on to my instagram questions for my friends for my friends uh let me see i've again slow hands like like my boy nalorn um gareth owens has said hey dave you mentioned your baby being a twat our second baby sounds similar. He's one. We caught him eating food out of the bin. I caught him eating a conquer and also a big fan of not sleeping. That being said, I wouldn't change him. First off, Gareth, I'm just going to say you can't. You know, it's unfortunately I've discovered through my attempts, you can't just literally take another child. Like I, I've tried that literally at Bloomfield Shopping Centre. I just put Holly down and took this other boy. And then the, the boy's dad was like, hey, man, what are you doing? And man, I was just, hey, man, we swapped. And he goes, nah, that doesn't work. I, uh, I learned that the hard way. Um, but Gareth says, don't worry. Kids are dicks until they're about four. Fuck sex ed classes. Just show them a day in the life of us once cool guys. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say um, there is like, you know, you don't need sex education classes in school. Just show them what it's like being a dad. When I first read that, I thought you were like, fuck sex ed classes. As in, why the fuck did those motherfuckers not tell me how to protect my dick more, you know? But um, yeah, it changes you. Definitely makes you, um, by societal terms, less cool. However, you know, it's definitely makes you value your free time more for sure you know i'm maybe not as cool and as hip as i once was hey hey <laughs> but i definitely um i'm happier on the whole you know what i mean um 
Se my boy Glenn has said, Hey Dave, hope you're feeling nice and warm inside. Yeah, man, I'm feeling fucking great. But tell me this, what is your fondest childhood memory of getting up to mischief? Hashtag weird, hashtag Hallian. Um <coughs> to be fair, I used to do a lot of um you know, mischievous things. I did get a, a kick out of being a wee... I got a kick out of being a dick, you know? I did. But um, the story that most frequently is brought up in terms of my my mischief was the time I... Me and my friend Ryan um, decided to have a little bit of banter in my bedroom. Hmm. Well, we, we didn't experiment sexually or anything, but we, um, we noticed that my room backed on to my neighbor's house and I had a window that opened you know it's like a suicide window like a suicide door in a car it opens fully you know out into the street so I had this full window wide open and I thought right this means we can like throw stuff out this window pretty good and you know don't throw anything at the house to break it or cause damage I'll throw something that people can't see so I got four rolls of toilet roll and a basin of water and just started pumping the 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 toilet roll into the water, making balls and firing at my neighbor's house. Now after about seven or eight rolls of toilet roll, I made a considerable impact on his house. Now, my neighbours were really dead on, didn't say anything about it. I just went out about my day on my bike or whatever, thought, hey, they don't see that. All this bits all these bits of toilet roll are just on the roof. But there are also bits in their window, their back door, the side wall, probably bits that didn't have enough lubrication to stick to the walls just bounced and landed in their yard they had a dog so they're probably in and out there all the time and I came back home on, from my, my fun day playing on my bike walked down to my room to see both my parents staring out my window being like what is this and I went what's what and they're like what is this you've done here and I was like alright oh, it's dead on they'll not be able to see it and I think my parents went uh, they fucking will I was like, why is the bop that won't be able to... And then my mum was like, right, you need to go around there and apologise. And I was like, we'll be dead on, it's sweet. And she goes, nah, go around and apologise. And offer to clean all this stuff up. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake, right, whatever. And I had to go around to my neighbour's house, knock his door and apologise. And to his credit, he was like, yeah, that's dead on, I'll deal with it. If it was me and someone did that to my house, I would brain them. You know, completely... And utterly, <coughs> but I genuinely, and to this day, didn't think they would notice. Like that's why I thought it was just you know a victimless crime. <laughs> I just thought these guys would not notice. I thought they would be happy with it because they'd not see it, and I just get away with it. But then my fucking parents, pair of dirty titan bastards, got me in bother. Matt Thompson, back again. Mm. Hey Dave, guy, here's one for you. A mate of mine took a few no-nos one time at a festival. He sat in his tent having uh, DMCs with people that weren't there. Deep, meaningful conversations, I assume you mean. Seemed to make really emotional connections with people in the absence of their presence. Have you got any niche-niche festival stories? Um, This might come as a surprise to you, Matt, but I wasn't a big festival fan. You know, I like to just get... uh, fucked up in regular like club slash house party scenarios festivals for me i i'm a man 
who likes comfort. I like a nice bed. I don't like being intense. I don't like smelly people. So festivals for me or something, I would just go, no, nah, not going for it. Um, and in terms of drugs, have I taken drugs? Nah, I've smoked the odd, uh, <laughs> I've smoked the odd bit of uh, reefer from time to time. But never taken anything more than that. And my reason behind that is simple. It's just, A, I just have enough fun as it is. Like, drink does enough for me to make me feel some kind of way. And B, I just know that I'd be one of the unfortunate ones who would just die after taking the wrong drug. And then my mum would be really mortified for me and really cross and would, you know, when she died, haunt me forever. So I never did that. But in terms of festivals, I haven't really had any niche-niche stories. Um kind of wish I had I'd probably go on them more now because they look like a really good time but um, you know maybe come back to me with a question next week about asking me what general niche niche stories that I have on the booze and then <coughs> pardon me my bloody cold all together I would would be able to enlighten you know, just tell to myself like um, oh here we are Luke Sweeney my arch nemesis I give up on the gossip question for fuck's sake. Alright. Not really a question, more of a demand or a request this week. Please wear your dopest pair of trainers to Boytown Live. Had a fresh pair at at, uh, Do 100. I want to see what you've got in the locker. Hashtag dadguy6 sneaks. Yeah, I'm a bit of a sneakerhead, I must admit. I have a square collection of, of decent shoes so I will continue to make that my, my trademark thing I will wear um, sexy trainers at Boytown 110 just for you Luke and I hope you'll forgive me for my misdemeanours of not filling in with gossip um, by wearing sweet trainers instead Chris Henning well Dave hope you're well in yourself um, don't know what that means. Just keep you just to keep seeing all the kids are weird and do odd stuff. Both my wee girls did weird things. The eldest, who's nearly five, went through a period of licking walls. Um, in the house, other people's houses, shops. All right. Our youngest is two, and she likes to eat soil. She knows it pisses me off, so she does it more. Just ignore it, and it'll pass. My question is: Would you eat human flesh? 16 pounds sirloin steak size for half a mil you know what probably um i think if it was human skin like the fat i probably wouldn't but if it was uh like a nice like if it was a big slab of peck like if it was like i'm trying to think some big muscle like it was arnold schwarzenegger's peck i would eat that you know, whack a bit of pepper sauce on it and I'm half a mil richer, pay off my mortgage, got all this money to make sweet shit for you guys, you know what I mean? I'd definitely do it. Especially if it was like, you know, seasoned properly. If it was like, you know, a real stinking person, eh, gross, I, w- I probably wouldn't want to do it. But for that amount of money, you know, I don't think there's a wild lot I wouldn't do. You know, if someone literally had a, a, a case, like a briefcase with half a million in it and offered to give me it that day, I would do a lot of stuff you know so the answer to your question there is yes Jack Ford said Dave right said Fred or Culture Club and why which one is weirder and which one is for sure sexier that is a very very tough question Um, obviously both 
Culture Club and Right Said Fred or bands I really enjoy. Um, they both have charismatic frontmen. I'll say El Jorge Nino, Boy George, or Richard Fairbrass. You know what I mean? They are both um, the sexy guys. Um, I'd say the weirder one. Mm-hmm. It's hard. They're both weird. Like, what's weird to me about uh, Right Said Fred is you would look at them and you'd be like, you just assume they're a gay band. When Richard Fairbrass is bisexual, like, he goes with women too. You know what I mean? It's weird. Like, you see the way he uh, gets on and stuff in videos, the way he dances, the way he dresses. Um, it's very homoerotic, but yet he's just, you know, bisexual. That's kind of weird in itself. It's definitely sexy. Um, you know, and I think they sing the song, like, this guy's too sexy for a pussycat. You know, like, legally, the RSP, the RSPCA, is it? Royal Protection Cruelty Against Animals, yeah. The NSPCA, the RSPCA, would come round and be like, man, I'll take a feline off you. You ain't got to have that cat. You can't look after that cat, man. And Richard's like, why? And he's like... She's too sexy. He's like, oh, I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. Like, he's so sexy that his wife or boyfriend, husband, will leave him. Like, here, mate, I could literally stay married to you forever, as our voice stated. But you're just too sexy, you know? Can't even wear a shirt, he's that sexy. So I think on that front, right, said Fred, are sexier than Culture Club. Um... Culture Club are probably weirder because um, Boy George is a really weird guy and he's the he is basically Culture Club. Um, right Said Fred do this dance, which is brilliant. If you ever watch their videos where they just put their hands on their head and just flex their biceps and be all oiled up and be sexy. So if you ever want to be sexy, just put your hands on your head, shake your tush, shake your little tush on the dance floor, on the catwalk. Yeah. No, boy's definitely weird. Um, if you ever watched the Boy George Culture Club documentary when George was basically flat out on drugs, did some weird shit. He went on stage at a festival once and uh, he's just too whacked off his face and heroin that, you know, obviously, you know, he's got quite innate makeup. Just went on full face covering lipstick. <coughs> like full big red face and he was absolutely binned. So that was weird behaviour. So, right said Fred are sexier, but Culture Club are weirder and um, I believe that concludes my questions for this week um, it's been a fun podcast I feel like I got a little bit uh, I got a little bit fucking moany about snowflakes again I'll not do it next week I'm sorry guys you know it's fucking it irks me I get down a wee rabbit hole and end up talking shit and forget what I've said and I put this out and people are like oh my god I can't believe you said that I'm like hey guys Chill out, it's only fun, you know what I mean? It's only a bit of crack. A bit of fucking crack, lads. So, in that, all i got to promote is Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, which is this Thursday. Neve Marin, Paddy McGahey, and me. It's going to be amazing. So get down to that. Um, Boy Town Live podcast is on February 18th. Tickets are available for that on shine.net. Um... Check out the Boy Town podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please rate and review my podcast on iTunes. Please subscribe on SoundCloud. And also, as of 
maybe weeks ago, depending on what time my uh, admin assistant, who I don't know exists, put my podcast on Spotify. Check it out on Spotify as well. But guys, it's been a fun one. It's been a bit longer this week. Um, I didn't mean it to be longer because I have to go and watch Netflix now because it's Saturday night and I'm a real crazy guy. But um, thanks for that and I will be back again next week. Peace.